All right, let's go. Well, Heidi Ho, welcome to Beers with Nigel, a podcast about beer and other stuff. I'm Nigel with my homeboy. What would you call? You, should we call you a co-host or the, or the partner in crime, Nick Parker? What would you? Well, call I you? like cr- I like the use of the word crime. <laughs> um, co-host is awful nice. That's that seems a little fancy for you, doesn't it? I am. I, yeah, I'm not real fancy. Wait a minute, Pinky. What is that in that can? What are you drinking? Uh, this would be uh, High V grapefruit flavored water. So sparkling water. Yeah, we're gonna upgrade you here in a couple seconds. I, I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> like I've gone, I've gone through. Uh, this is my fourth interview since four o'clock or fourth conversation that I'm recording. So you're saying and you're, you're none of them have included beer, beer or booze. Well, you need to work on that. Yeah, that's why I'm here. That's I'm, why you're I'm here. here for you to end your day correctly. Thank you, sir. So thank, thank you, you for, sir. May I have another? Thank you. You can have another. Thank <laughs> you for showing up again. What is this fifth episode five? This is Act Five. Act Five. I like how I don't know. It makes me makes it seem like it's more fun. Five act act or is it show? I say act. I label them all act when, I, when I upload them. Well, they're probably installment. Episodes. Installment. That's all official. Yeah, that makes it official. Yeah. Hey, let's introduce our guests. We've got. Brad Bame and Brian Frymiller from Grains and Taps in downtown Lee Summit. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Good to be here. I think this is awesome. I mean, because these are the originators no, of the show title, right? No, these are these absolutely. And these are the OGs in craft beer in downtown Lee Summit. That's right. I mean, as far as taproom goes. Um, Brad, how long has it been? We've been in downtown Lee Summit since summer of 2013, so we're coming up on our seventh anniversary in a couple months. See? Oh, geez. Oh, geez. Brad's going to have to talk a little louder. He's I'm doing, on it. He's there doing, we go. He's doing that smooth jazz voice. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear someone play some Kenny G, Brad? <laughs> we, we can do that. So we always ask guys um, about your beer history. Brad, what was your first craft beer? Do you remember? My first craft beer was was probably Boulevard, and that was you know it dates back to late teens, early twenties. Uh, you were drinking in your teens. Uh-oh. I was not. Police are coming. But I, that's the beers I knew of, of craft beer, and <laughs> at the time, you know, you didn't have the number of craft breweries we have now in Kansas City. It was it was Boulevard, and that that was the the go to for craft beer, and then you had. The other regional breweries that were getting brought it, brought in to this area. Do you remember what beer you thought? Oh, this is my jam. It probably just started with you know Boulevard Wheat, the the uh, flagship right. from there, and then it started moved on to Tank Seven and and similar you know other beers from from there. Brian, what about you? Is 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 Boulevard Wheat? Is that like the kiddie pool of craft beer in Kansas City? Is that like the entry? No, no. Back in the day, when it was that, that was it. I mean, right. that wasn't that was that was. You didn't. What else did you have? Right? I know, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what you said earlier. Michelob <laughs> Ultra. Well, that was, <laughs> well, no, I'm no Ultra. Now that came later. I'm talking about the real Michelob. But the, remember the Michelobes with the foil on top oh, of the bottle. Right. Yeah, remember yeah. those? Yeah. But that was before it was called craft beer. It but had t- that kind of uh, angled a- shape. Absolutely. Up on the top there. But yeah. that there wasn't called craft beer back then. That was probably premium oh, beer. That's yeah. true. You know what I'm saying? It was premium. True. So. What about you, Brian? What was your first foray into craft beer as you uh, know it? Um, I would say probably my first one uh, was when I started home brewing. I mean, I've been drinking well before then, but I would say first into craft beer, that like one beer would probably be fresh squeezed. Oh, yeah. Right I on. remember having that beer actually at Grains and Taps before I started working there and thinking to myself, you know, I want to make this beer. Quit whacking you know, the table. And, and have the ability <laughs> to make that. So 
He's using his hands. I, talk, I do. I talk I with my hands. That's fine, but just you know, keep him up high, up high, up high, above the waist. So, so there you go. Look at Brad. <laughs> Interrogation. So, how long have you guys known each other? I'm curious. Um, seven years. It's probably about as long as I've been brewing. So yeah, he he was he was coming in to buy homebrew supplies from us right from the start. You know, maybe even a little bit before we got the liquor licenses and and before we had actual yeah. craft beer in the the homebrew supply store. Yeah, I think one of my first visits there, there was no beer being served. It was all just kind of the the hobby side of it, the retail side of it. So uh, seven years, and then I've been working with Grains and Taps for six years now, right. a solid six years. So, so your other partner, Brad, um, Brian. Uh, Brian you guys, at what point did you decide, decide, Hey, let's, let's open a business. Cause I'm, you know, I, I've been around you guys forever, but I'm curious to know that story. So I started brewing home brewing with a group of guys I, I worked with. It was, it was one, one guy I worked with and he was a home brewer and he invited about eight of us over to his house one Saturday and said, I'm going to teach you all how to brew beer. Wow. And we really liked it because it was a day of drinking beer, which <laughs> it's not a bad day. It wasn't hard to get anybody <laughs> perfect. up for. Uh, so I kind of then took the hobby and started doing it at home on, on my own. Um, and pulled Brian Bixby into it. Brian had been my friend since, you know, growing up. Um, but was kind of frustrated that there was nowhere in the immediate vicinity to buy the, the supplies for, right. for making beer. Right. Um, so we, we had the idea of there has to be, there has to be more people in Lee summit doing this same hobby that would benefit from some kind of local supplies being available. Right. I'm, so, yeah. I'm going to stop you right there because we haven't cracked a beer yet. That's true. This yeah. is beers with Nigel. So Brian, you want to do yeah, the, the honors? Do I'm just going to start. Sure. Whatever um, you, whatever you want to grab. What do we, what do we have here I'm, I'm, to give us an idea of what we have? Uh, you want me to go down the list of all of them? Uh, have, no, the, the one, one you open. Sure. The one okay, you open. Right. The first one I'm going to open is going to be our American lager. One more. Here we go. Let's see if I can get this. Oh, nice. nice. That's a quality sound yeah. right there. That did. That so, felt yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> while, while he, while he pours, I'm going to give a quick reminder to him to keep that microphone in front of his mouth when he talks. Oh, uh, this, this close? Yeah. yeah is that yeah, better? Yeah. Rest it on my chin? <laughs> well, or, or just scoot it up. That way it's right in front of your face. I feel like it is in front of my face. It's, right no, now. it's below your chin, <laughs> sir. You're tall. There you yeah, go. There we go. There you go. Yeah. We don't need to see your mouth. Oh, okay. It yeah. sounds, sounds weird. So, so um, Brad, so you started the store, you know, a little bit of short history. You got some taps. We started it with the idea, don't just make it a retail store, make it somewhere where people can come and gather. So, so in addition to having the, the supplies and the retail items to brew your own beer, we also brought in craft beers from you know, local and, and breweries all around the world and said, let's, let's have a, a gathering place, not just a retail store. So that's right. kind of how it all, all got started. Because when you guys made the jump from the small space to the big, big space, that was, that was quite the leap. I mean that was pretty ballsy. What what was what was that like for you guys? Uh, we had kind of felt like we were outgrowing our our smaller space, um, and you know whenever we'd have a big event or something, we we were turning people away. So uh, when when a bigger space became available, we we jumped on it and and decided to move up and and kind of expand our tap room. We went from 
I think eight or 11 taps. To right. Currently we have 25. Right. Um, at that time it was other people's craft beer. Right. Um, about a year and a half ago, we, we jumped into a whole nother realm of, right. uh, why, why are we this crazy and, and started brewing our own beer. And right now, now it's all our beer on. on so beer. what 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 was what was the decision? You know, because you guys were known as uh, as like the beer station of you know Eastern Jackson County because you would come to your spot and have all sorts of beers. Now you've jumped to being, you know, a brewery of your own. That's a totally different animal. What what went into that? And was that always the plan? That was not always the plan, but it was. It seemed to be the thing that we danced around the most. We were. We were always doing things with homebrew. We were always doing, you know, classes. You know, Brian Brian here leads all of our, our homebrew classes right. and stuff. And it was always, a, we were always tiptoeing around the process of brewing, all everything to do with, with brewing. Right. Um, then finally, at one point, we had a fire, which basically wiped our whole building, you know. Oh, that's right, it. the fire. We, we looked at each other and we said, okay, this at this point, we have a blank slate. What, what do we want to do with this business? And, and it was, it was kind of clear that, you know, if that was the point where if we wanted to become a brewery, brewery, it was, it was then or never. Cause right. we had our building, building empty business stopped. Right. And so that's where we went from there. So, so Brian, for you, mm-hmm. do we, do they, are you considered the head brewer? Yeah, I would say head brewer, lead brewer. Okay, I so, go by either of those titles. So I've known you for several years, yeah. and I've known you to be a, a really good home brewer. Thank you. But but making that leap to oh, I'm gonna do a five gallon batch mm-hmm. to 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 being the guy that's doing the beers. Mm-hmm. What what was that? What was that like for you? Like, I mean, a, a dream come true, scary? What? Yeah, I mean, it was a little bit of everything. I mean, I'm, I'm super excited because it's always been kind of a daydream, you know, to kind of do something like that. Um, and having the opportunity that kind of Brad was talking about now that we were, you know, a homebrew store and a tap room evolving into a brewery, um, it was nice kind of getting into that kind of groove and doing uh, brewing commercially. Right. Um, going from, like you were saying, five gallons, maybe 10 gallons as a home brewer to our current system right now, we have a two barrel system, which, you know, definitely significantly bigger than what I was brewing in my garage but maybe not quite the size that you see a lot of the other breweries in the area have. So the learning curve was, um, I wouldn't say easy, but it was a, it was a very, um, it had a good flow kind of to the learning curve. So, um, it was a lot of fun getting into it. And yeah, there was a little bit of anxiety kind of making sure the beers were going to be up to par, right. uh, for everyone else to have, or for, other breweries, you know, kind of what they were brewing as well, you know, kind of comparing them to those. So, uh, yeah, there was a little bit of nervousness kind of getting started. But, uh, you know, after a first few months of, of having beers on tap and getting the feedback from guests and stuff like that, you know, we kind of got into our flow. And, uh, yeah, it feels great, man. What's the problem, Nick? <laughs> Do you is hear me breathing? Is that what that is? That's probably me breathing. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's you. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm breathing loud for some reason today. <laughs> I just trying to figure out what that sound was. <laughs> I, I was too. I'm like, what the hell is that? It's me breathing apparently. So here, if if, if I do this, right? <laughs> just turn me off. It's fine. I was just like periodically going through each microphone to see what, which one of us that was. <laughs> it might be me. It, it could be anybody breathing. Right. So let's fast forward to. Uh, this week and you guys as a small business owner and when this COVID-19 situation going on, 
Um, yeah, we're we're recording this right in the first week of of all all the closures. Right. So, as business owners, what what's when that came down? What was the thought process? It it still feels like something out of a, a science fiction movie or something because it's it's still hard to you know two weeks ago who would have even believed if you would have told them everything that was going to happen in the next you know over this past five days that right slow quickly everything is going to shut down and come to a halt uh you probably would have laughed at them i think well we probably went from what a fantastic night for you on saturday night to today and your your bar is half a block from from this studio there's we're, nobody. Yeah, we're uh, in, in all all of I mean everywhere, but all of downtown Lee Summit. That's usually you know quite a bit of foot traffic. People there's there's every parking spot's empty, and, and you know you just every once in a while see a person walking by. Um, so today we was the first day of no no sit down or dine in for any restaurant or bar in the the metro area, right, which is crazy. Right. So we, we spent this morning setting, setting ourselves up for we're doing carry out to go sales of pizza and we've got four packs of beer and crawlers. And uh, so we've been we've been doing that. We're going to do that four hours a day for the rest of the weekdays this week. And then we'll be open for a few hours on Saturday and Sunday as well. Um, but it has actually been there's been a lot of people that have come in to get four packs. So they've been coming out, stocking up for, you know quarantining themselves in their right. home and uh supporting small businesses so it's it's been great to see everybody to maybe stand a little bit further back and right. see everybody social, but, social but see people nonetheless <laughs> i was about to burp and it I, it, it didn't did, happen no man Party foul oh, right we, there. we are recording our burps yes um, absolutely. absolutely burps are encouraged i thought it was coming i was waiting for it uh, no no epic fail right there so i guess you guys as business owners, I mean, obviously, it, it's simple, you know, support your local, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, that's where, how we're going to get through, you know, this business here is to be able just to, you know, whatever places you were going to still go, just go get the go, yeah. the go beers and, you know, support, you know, local. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's kind of cliche, but it's super important right now, you know, support local, right? Right, right for sure. Did did you did you and the other other owners kind of in the district? Did you guys all get together? Like, what can we do? Or is it is it just you're all figuring it out as you go? No, we, we definitely did, and and uh, you know the the pub crawl was scheduled scheduled for Saturday, so that kind of spurred us. Thursday morning, we all we all met, and um, at the time there wasn't as much guidance out there. You know, now we've we've got the mandate that every everybody's shut down for right. for dining. Thursday, we were just trying to guess what was coming. So um, we ended up, you know, modifying the pub crawl at first. And then on Friday, more and more direction came out from the county, uh, which caused us to officially postpone the pub crawl. At that point, all the businesses were still individually open. And uh, so so technically, the the pub crawl will be made up sometime late spring, early summer, whenever whenever things return to normal. But it was it was kind of crazy having that discussion because we've never nobody's ever been in this position before. Really. No, it's pretty. This it's, is all it's new. Pretty, it's pretty surreal. Like I said, it's yeah. kind of like a, a sci-fi movie yeah, where we're like, okay, what is this really happening? I mean, it's. I mean, downtown Lee Summit is a ghost town, man. Yeah, a little eerie. 
<laughs> just a little bit, right? So, anyway, what are we drinking next? Um, let's see. We next, move on and some. Uh, there somebody, we go. Somebody, somebody should should yeah. I get a should I get a mystery beer? Let's reach into the back. Yeah, I would love. Let's go. What, what, what do we got? I love surprises. Let's do it. I, I am anxious for them to see the golf bag. I love this thing. So, so Nigel, hold that up to the camera there. So this bag. Apparently, Nick thinks, thinks it was stolen from a golf course. Does it look like it's from a golf course? Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's bottle. It's not just cans this time. No, there's some there's some tasters in there, but they brought you know 511 you know things. So, but I do have a couple. <laughs> so I, I got to tell you. So my my son listened to the to episode one. Oh, you and, let your son listen to oh, the episode one? Uh, Bloody hell! <laughs> <laughs> well, like, like this is not they, safe you know, for work. They listen to everything, right? They hear everything we do. But so he at first he was like. Dad, you guys cuss a lot. And then it was, and then it was, what the hell does shit ton mean? Well, he didn't say what the hell, but he asked, what does shit ton mean? And I said, well, let's do it again. He gives a definition. Shit ton. And what was your definition? What was my, it's like 5011. <laughs> and he, you know, just, and just my, very, my very logical son says, yeah, that doesn't help. <laughs> so I'm telling him to Google it. To, you know. What do we got here? Yeah, we, what we got? We got uh, astronaut cookies, oatmeal stuff. I'm already excited. Oatmeal Stout, that sounds yeah. great. What's the brewery and where is it from? Uh, it is, is that Neff? Yep. With the old man eyes it, it, here. Neff, I'm like, Neff means something, I can't remember. Does it say it on the back? Let me look here. What do we got here? Uh, dark roasted, nice and chocolate. Gosh dang. I'm old, guys. Did you bring your readers? You have glasses I on. I have so glasses on. It's not helping. And chocolate milk, millet malts. What is millet? Is that our word of the day? Millet? Yeah. Uh, let's ask the brewer. That, brewer? That might be a typo. You don't think it's you think millet? it's millet? Milled? Maybe? Millet? M-I-L-L-E-T. That's a thing. Millet is a type of grain. Oh, oh. Uh-oh. 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 We're going to have to have a staff meeting later. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good thing. We, we can just edit that out. Millet malts, <laughs> along with a healthy amount of toasted oats, make this beer taste like a dark chocolate chip cookie that was freshly dipped into the Milky Way. You're excited. I like that. That's well written. Yeah. Astronaut <laughs> cookies, that's the name of it? Yes. yes. That sounds fun. <laughs> Let's crack it open. Well, there we go. Okay, here we go. Millets are a group of highly variable small seed grasses, widely grown around the world as cereal crops or grains for fodder and human food. Millets are important crops in the semi-arid tropics of Asia and Africa, with 97% of millet production in developing countries, thanks to Wikipedia. There you have it. Knowing you're going to have, you're gonna have fun on. editing that, by the way. I can just boost it. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. You want to hand us that Campbell port over All here right. since you're kind of far away there. Brian, you want to do the uh, honor? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Do you guys have a uh, a favorite of all of the grains and taps beers that you're starting to brew? I look they're they're all fantastic, and I definitely have a favorite. There is one that I think may be a perfect beer. But do you guys have a favorite? I have a handful of favorites, and it, it <laughs> depends on the mood I'm in that day. You know whether I'm I'm into something more refreshing or something heavier. Um, I would say my two favorites right now are our dry stout, which is a traditional dry stout. We've got it on nitro. Yeah, it's um, a good one. Very popular this time of year with St. Patrick's Day. Uh, we've also got, um, and it's coming up probably next from our beers. Jet Chip Wasp is our championship-inspired amber. I was, I was, I was at the bar for Picture Day. You when, were when Bix was taking pictures of that one. Did they let you get into pictures? No, he cops me out every time. I, like I, I happened to, for some reason I happen to show up a lot for Picture Time, and he never keeps me in the background. 
That's keep, a smart decision. He keeps smart. you in his heart. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm not saying that's a bad decision on his part, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about um, Kansas City beer for a minute. You guys being brewers and own a business and, you know, seven years ago, it was a different scene. Absolutely. It was a totally different scene. You fast forward to now, even just over here in Lee Summit, what what is what has been your impression of um, the scene? Because a lot of people are into a guy on Sunday from Utah, and they were the whole state of Utah has like eighteen breweries. The whole state, people think, oh, we're saturated in Kansas City. I don't think so. I think we're behind the curve still. What do you guys think? I I think there's still room for more, um, and yeah, it's it's been. And you talk about starting seven years ago. Uh, when we opened up as a as a craft beer bar, there were we've we've gotten to see all of these pop up, all of the breweries in Kansas City. Uh, Big Rip was in in production right before we opened up, but other than that, I th- I think right. they were they were second to Boulevard and in, in recent time and in, in my memory, right. I know there's been you know others in the past that are that are no longer active. But. Well, we had a debate with Alana yeah. from Eleven Three KC about. What's Metro? You remember that business? Well, about, uh, if you're going to count the breweries, how far are you going out? You know, from the Metro, mm-hmm. is, is Lawrence considered no. Metro? No, no. Weston, St. Joe, you know, Saint Ottawa. And I over, I overlook, you know, 75th Street, and so I, yeah, my, well, my statement was not uh, considering, you know, brew pubs and, and things like that. Yeah, so, but but you know, even that, I tell people, Boulevard obviously is, is the oldest. Mm-hmm. Probably the next oldest might be. Maybe Big Rip, maybe seven. Are they seven? I don't know. Is there is yeah, there that big of a discrepancy in year, like from when Boulevard started the next? Uh, Boulevard started in the eighties, right? So right. Yeah. No, nah, you know, again, if you count Seventy Fifth Street Brewery, but nobody was really nobody. You know, it wasn't called craft beer then, right? And I don't know about you guys. I went there, and that was you know I was living in Westport at the time. I wasn't drinking that. I was like, what is this stuff? You know what I'm saying? Because I was uninitiated, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But you go, you fast forward, and I think in the last five years, I think that's probably the the brunt of of breweries that have popped up in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I mean, even right. even this side of the county, you know, three years ago, what was it? Was there any over here? No, I mean fr- Fringe and Smoke, uh, the A three closest closest was was Crane, and they opened right 20, 2014, 2015. Well, that's true. KC Beer Company. Uh, I'm not sure when they opened up, but they've been around for a little while. I think they might be maybe five years old, maybe six. They just had an anniversary, didn't they? Right. They might be five years old. Okay. We need to. We, we yeah. talked about. Doing, we should do a little research. <laughs> We've been talking about doing research. How we many? Have, how many of those came out of like the ZZ Hops and the other clubs? No, ZZ, how many ZZ, of those bars oh, yeah. came out of came it's out of ZZ that? Hops is a prolific homebrew club, man. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I, I, that's one of the things I'm proud about being in ZZ Hops, which is for those who don't know, it's the uh, Eastern Jackson County Homebrew Club. Um, there's a lot of stars that have come. I tell people all the time when I'm bartending, they're like, oh, I love grains and tabs. I love, I'm like, you know, they came out of ZZ Hops, right? What's that? <laughs> so I get, to, I get to brag a little bit. So that's kind of cool that, you know, a lot of our members have gone pro, if you will, or, or and they're still going to go. Right. So, you know, that's, I'm not sure if there's another club in, in the Metro that has that many people that have gone <clears throat> That yeah. have become brewers, you know. I mean, it's it's pretty pretty phenomenal. We should do a documentary. Yeah, about there we all go. the guys we'll who've gone gone. Bring back your old skills. What old skills? What what skill are you your, talking your, about? Your video skills. 
We'll get Ken Burns on it. <laughs> do a lot of slow zooming out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you guys think of this beer? I really like oh, it. It's good. I can taste the uh, millet malt. <laughs> <laughs> it's delicious. Now I know. Now I'll never forget. You know, Nick, how would you describe this? You know what? It drinks almost like a... Like a cola of beers because it's kind of it's thin. thin. Yeah. Oh, look, look, look at the he, look. He he's got a, ter- a term thin. That's good. You're, you're is actually, that is that a, is that a real term? Yeah, I mean, I'm absolutely. Just making this, a, no, absolutely. I make this shit up as I go. No, that's a, that's a real term. Thin. Um, but yeah. I, it is, kinda, it a, is it a porter or a stout? Well, porters are are a thicker thing, right? Is that an oatmeal stout? Wow. Yeah, that's pretty thin for a stout. And it it does kind of have a it's cola. Thin There's, for a stout today. If you were drinking this. Three four years ago, uh, it, it would be a little bit thin, but yeah, I, I feel like everything's kind of moved towards being a whole lot thicker than it was a few years. You ago. You think? I, I think so. I think that's kind of been the the trend. I'm, I'm trying to think. Let's let's go back and think about what was what was a stout like three years ago. Well, so when you say oatmeal stout, the first one that comes to my head is the Youngs. Youngs double chocolate stout. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. That's and Samuel de- Smith has that that's, oatmeal that's stout. Definitely, that's definitely thicker than that. Yeah. Well, Samuel sure. Smith has that oatmeal stout that's, that's right. thicker. Right. No, that, this one is just, I mean, it's good, but it's just, it seems a little light. A little light, yeah. What's the ABV on that? This is a 5% beer. That seems about what yeah. it should be based on, but it's, it's still good. Yeah. Trust me. I the, like it. Trust me, the next one's a heavy hitter, so <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to go up. Okay, moving on. So we always talk about this. This is right. why. This is we're why gonna, we're gonna pause. Real quick. Okay, what are we pausing about? Brad's got to pop out. That door's gonna get loud. Lift and push, or just push. I didn't lock it. Lock oh. it. I'm doing the uh, Nigel Whitford. <laughs> the Nigel Whitford. Oh, you got yeah. both names. Right. These earphones are hot today. That's warm in here. It is warm. All right, guys. I'm I'm off my uh, I'm off my switching game a little bit. <laughs> That's okay. This is it. This is my moment. Brad gone. <laughs> this is this is where I shine. This is this is Eminem moment. Ask me something. Ask me anything. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your? Obviously, you work for a brewery. Mm-hmm. Do you have some faves around town that you like? Oh, I I, I can oh. go back go back to them. Yeah, I I, um, I have a lot of favorites. Um, I've got favorite beers at just about every brewery. Um, you know, so what 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 stands out in your mind? What pops up to your head? Um. Oh man, you gotta put me on the spot. That's the, that's the point. <laughs> well, let's, let's do it. Let's let's do it this way. You you go, you go to uh, you go to KC Beer. What mm-hmm. are you ordering? I get the Dunkel or the Pilsner. Okay, for sure. Um, locally, um, Diametric, the TD Tossin, Patrick right. Mahazy. Right. That's a great one. Yeah. Uh, Fringe, uh, Madame X. Yes. I can't go wrong with that's Mad- one of Madame my favorite X. ones there. Yeah. Um, let's see, Crane, uh, some of my favorite ones, the T-Vice. Oh, yeah. Um, I grew up on Sun Tea, so that one, that one is, um, I love it. Reminds you of childhood. It does, it does. Reminds me of growing up. Um, Boulevard, I mean, just about anything from Boulevard. Tank 7 has got to be the one yeah. that I love the most. Yeah. I think that's probably the most popular with most, yeah. a lot of people. Um, that's the one I tell my girlfriend that if you're going to go out and get me a beer, to bring home, just bring me home some Tank Seven. Right, and, can't go wrong with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Alma Mater, um, their Pilsner. Yeah, yeah. Pilsner there is fantastic. Um, anything really? Uh, I'm trying to think of one specific beer from Tony um, at Windshift. Yeah, that's he makes, a hard one. He makes so many great beers. Uh, pretty much anything I go in there and try, I really enjoy of his. But 
Yeah, I mean, there's always something you can find, you know, right. at local breweries that just kind of stand out and that you kind of stick with and right. you remember. So what's what's it been like going from being a home brewer to now being a professional brewer? There's probably been a learning curve of some sorts. What's what's that been like for you? Yeah, um, I kind of alluded that to earlier. Um, going from like five barrels in your garage to our two barrel system right now. I mean, there's certainly a learning curve and things to get used to uh, with that brewing setup. But uh, we're pretty lucky uh, to do that. There's not a lot of the changes as far as like scaling up recipe and stuff like that. But um, just getting better at um, like savings and and margins and stuff like that, right. like putting your recipe together. So one of the things is like a home brewer you would always do is, I mean, you pretty much do whatever you can, uh, put whatever it takes to in your beer, you know, to make it exactly what you want. And uh, on the commercial side of it, you necessarily can't, you know, do just about everything, you know, there's cost involved and right. that's going to affect your margins. And so you've got to get kind of creative um, in some aspects. Um of kind of like uh, scaling your recipes and brewing and, and just kind of your day-to-day process like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of similarities and a lot of differences um, in, in kind of home brewing and kind of where we're at right now at this two-barrel uh, brew house. Right. Was there one, uh, when you when you made that shift from home brewer to pro, was there one that you were you couldn't wait to, to try, like one that you had at home, oh, like, yeah, I, yeah. I want to make this one big batch? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That was the Red Ale, uh, Trains and Gaps is what we call it now. Um, but that was That's a the, great one. the Red Ale was one of the first ones that, as a home brewer, um, I loved to drink a lot, um, and I loved to brew that beer a lot just because of that reason. And so that beer, that recipe alone has evolved um, as I've evolved as a home brewer. And so that was definitely one of the first ones I wanted to kind of get into the system uh, when we started brewing. And so, um, and even since then, since we first started brewing it uh, on day one, it still has kind of evolved and adapted from that um, to what we know it as as of right now. And um, it's just one of my favorite beers, even on brew day. You know, that last hour of the day, I'll go up to the bar, pour a beer. You know, that's typically going for the red ale right. at that point. What, what uh, you know, trains and gaps. So just rattle off some of these beer names for me. Yeah, they have oh, great man. names. Yeah, trains and gaps, uh, Gully Womp, that's our stout. Uh, one more, that's the beer that we just had a little bit ago. That's our American lager. That was kind of like a, a nod to the guys at Diametric. They do the Mexican lager there called Juan right. More. Right. So we kind of wanted to uh, have some fun with that one. Uh, Neon Kittens, that was uh, our New England IPA. That was the first New England IPA that we did. Um, Bigsby kind of spun off of that and came up with uh, Puppies with Lasers. So that was another New England style that we did. We've actually got a new New England coming out pretty soon. Uh, it's going to be Arcade Llamas. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, they they kind of fun names to kind of go with that style. You know, it's kind of uh, the beer in itself is kind of out of bounds as far as like the category itself. So those names kind of uh, I think match that as well too. So tell me tell me about this meeting. You know, you have that meeting and we're like, we're going to name a beer. Mm-hmm. What happens? Because some of these some of these names you guys have, yeah. they come out. I'm like, okay, what the hell is going on this meeting? Most of the time, we look the name up, and somebody's already taken mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah, we've had a lot of great names. But, but even if somebody's taken it, you still have to come 
with what well, it was puppies with lasers it was something with blazers it was I'm oh, like yeah, I'm yeah. like is there like a power we got it, we got got it here tonight it's uh, yeah. yuppies and blazers that's, 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 uh, yuppies and blazers we found a little vein there that nobody had touched and so we just like went with it <laughs> I mean at, at this point is it do you have a meeting just for rhymes I think I think they need to invite us to one of yeah. these meetings I think we've got some good ideas don't I, you I think I think there should be a contest on the show Oh, to name, name a, a beer. Name a beer mm-hmm. for grains yeah. and taps. I there think we so. go. That you was... know, sometimes we come up with the name first and then have to have a beer that kind of goes with that name. Or oh, other times we really? have the beer and then we have to find a name that goes with the beer that we already have. So it's really kind of a 50-50 mix. So the fun ones, I think, are the ones where you come up with the name and then you got to figure out what beer goes with that name. I think those are probably the, the best, in my opinion. Right. That's pretty cool. What would, what, what, what would flavor would the Nigel be? Yeah, because we've talked about this, you know, mm-hmm. since you guys pretty much, you know, have the copyright to beers with Nigel. For those who don't know, mm-hmm. that that that's uh that that became a thing at Grains and Taps. Um, we give a shout out to uh, um, what's his face, Vance. I think Vance. Yeah, Vance. Well, you know, yeah, yeah. He you came know, back with that. Yeah, that opener, so so right? yeah, he yeah. came up with that opener because everybody thinks that looks like, like, like Obama, Barack Obama. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, do you know this story? I I kind of remember it, but I, I there's been a lot of drinking since then. That was a few years yes, ago. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was at the old location. That was the first, and there was a hashtag on the oh. bottom of the of the thing, and we started twittering. And there were t-shirts. Well, that came later after they moved, and Brad was like, "I hey, think we could do." Were some t-shirts fun. in the new place? Yeah. Oh yeah, that oh, was yeah. at the new place. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, was it was it Saturday night? I saw a couple of those T-shirts. They're oh, still yeah, around. Yeah. They're still around. Uh, there, I, I saw there will be new sure. T-shirts. By the way, there will be new beers with Nigel T-shirts. Yeah. So we we figured we're gonna get uh, some. Maybe you guys can do it. We can do a beers with Nigel beer. I don't know what what it would what style it would be, but it sounds like a series of beers. Is what it sounds like to me. I, I think so. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It sounds like, sounds like more than one beer. I, I, I like <laughs> your I like yeah. your style. Yeah. I like your style. <laughs> 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 yeah, when I when I see somebody with that shirt, because even a lot of times at Bricks, somebody will be behind the bar and be like, "Look, I got your shirt on." I'm like, "Holy hell!" <laughs> <laughs> have you have you signed one yet? Um, I've signed two. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they don't they don't wear them. They, they was was one of them for a guy named John. John Bedoin. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, John. I wasn't going to mention your name mention your name in this in, in this episode, but uh, Nick is already there. So, <laughs> Brad, did you get that order taken care of? I did. It was pizza order. It was Mac Lampkin. He said he was going to give you a big hug for for interrupting. <laughs> what is he doing? Interrupting Just podcasts. Interrupting podcasts mostly. Hi, Mac. We love you. He's not on the phone anymore. But he's going to listen to this, so at least so, shout out to little, Matt, little love shout Matt out Lampkin there. from Diametric Brewing. I'm going to crack another one. Guys. What are we cracking here? This is Jet Chip Wasp. Yeah, tell how did that name come about? That is the name of the play that turned the big game around. That was the long pass from the 15 to Tyreek Hill. Oh. In the fourth quarter. Oh. Have you not the watched the, the, the mic'd up video from the Super Bowl? Probably. You need to watch that because there's a great thread about him asking for that play. So this is this is our championship inspired ale. Got this you. Is the jet chip. Got ale. you. Fun fact: I was watching on HBO. There's that show that uh, that LeBron has called the the shop. The shop. And Patrick Mahomes is on the new episode, uh-huh. and it's pretty interesting. That was great. He he, ta- he talks about. <laughs> He ta- how he talks about uh, uh, Andy Reid and some of those plays, and it's uh, if you get a chance to watch that, that's pretty cool. Just saying. 
He gets a lot of stuff in that in that episode. He had some really it, nice shoes on. He had some did great. You, did you see the shoes he had on? He did. I'm like, didn't he have laces? I was like, those are probably thousand dollar shoes. <laughs> that's that's in the Nigel Woodbury budget. Yeah. Okay, give us your give us your uh, give us your thoughts. Well, that's that's a winner. I mean, I, can you about Jet Chip Wasps? Can you say anything other than that's a winner? And what's what style is it? Amber ale. Just an amber. Mm-hmm. It's tasty. We're all just gonna be quiet and drink yeah, right now. Thank you. No, it's really good. What else did you bring? Uh, so Brad already mentioned the uh, Yuppies and Blazers. That's right. our Tangerine Milkshake IPA. Um, then we've also got the White Stout and our Orange Sherbet. Sherbet. Right. So when I went to I went to a beer festival a couple weeks ago, I probably got uh, uh, COVID nineteen while I was there in New York. Oh yeah. Great. So, Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> as we lock ourselves in a vault. Yeah. <laughs> Well, as long as I don't give you any droplets, you're good. Hang on, hang on. I'm going to grab the Lysol wipes and just scrub down. So, at other half brewing in New York, in uh, Brooklyn, they they do. They're called um, cream oat IPAs, which was a unique thing, and they're all doubles. So they're all like ten percent. They're kind of like milkshake IPAs, okay. but but it's just a little bit of lactose, but a lot more oats. Super, super great beers. I I had never heard of that being a thing. Did you bring them back? I know I drank them because oh. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, you have to understand when I travel, I have uh, a backpack. I don't, I don't, I don't, it? I don't bring shit back. It no, just never happens. No checked baggage or anything like that. No, that's too. I'm, no, no. 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 checked baggage. No. no. I mean, you know, Blake talked about doing it, and but I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. So. Because I, I like to travel light, man. I don't want to have to worry what, about that. What were you out in New York for? It was uh, Other Half Brewing's um, Pastry Town Beer Festival. Oh, okay. So it was it was um, pastry stouts, okay. pastries, and wrestling. And yeah. wrestling. And wrestling. Yeah, it was, okay. it, dude, it was epic. So it was basically, it was did, probably the length of Lee Summit City Hall. What's that, Brad? Did you win your match? <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn right. <laughs> Did you go up against the ultimate warrior yeah. in that match? So, you know, every every 45 minutes, you know, they would have wrestling matches. And it was a two-story festival. Probably had easily 80, 90 brewers. Okay. And it was it, it was like it was like a it was like a fair for adults. I got my face painted like a wrestler. I had balloons. There was a <laughs> 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 are there? Are, I gotta know. Are there pictures? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, those need, those need to go out on the Twitter. Yeah, I saw pictures with your face painted, but I had no idea. What, <laughs> You're like, what the hell's what going, was going on? on? I just thought it was a good night, you know, in New York City. <laughs> it was. A, it was a great day. Right let me let me go to one of these photos. By the by the way, scrolling through your photos on your phone that makes for fantastic audio. Oh yeah, it does. Radio gold. <laughs> Radio gold. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave the camera on you as you, as you thumb as you thumb through there. We'll just wait. Waiting. Oh, here we go. Waiting. I've got some video. Wait, there you go, Brian. <laughs> oh, it's sort of on camera. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Did wow. you have to have a, a name, a wrestling name, to get the face paint? No, I just, I was just there. I was going to, I was there. So I'm like, let's do all the things. Okay. You know, the photo booth, the balloons, mm-hmm. the beers, the wrestling. I've got some really great video of the wrestling. The six pack smasher. I'll have to edit some How's of that. Nigel Mania. That could be a beer. I said, "Do you have a do, what, what's your wrestling name? What would it be?" That's a good question. Maybe I'll use my radio name. 
You remember my radio name? I can't remember. That was that was two episodes ago. Nigel Knight with K. Suplexes with Nigel. <laughs> 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 Nigel, I, I feel like that's somehow connected to to Knight Rider. Like I want want to put you in the yeah. in that car. Knight Rider. I like that. Love yeah. that show, Brad. While you were gone out the outside, you know, ordering pizzas and, and all, we we asked Brian. Obviously, you like your beer, but what are some of your favorites in Kansas City? Oh, I, I have a lot. Um, well, do it, give him the question. All right, all right we'll, we'll do it. The, we'll do it the same way. Uh, <laughs> let's see. You go to you. You go to let's say New Axiom. What are you ordering? I'm probably ordering a uh, Mahazy. Nice. Um, where, where's New Axiom? Oh boy, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get in trouble here. Uh, not New Axiom. I, I meant Diametric. I really meant Diametric. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, man, you're, you're so 2019 right now, buddy. Will I get a season desist? No, you 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 get no beer from them. I'm sure. <laughs> it's the last thing I want. What about if you go to KC Beer, Brad? What, what, what's your go-to if you went there? If I go to KC Beer, I, I mean, I'd probably start with a, a Dunkel or maybe a, a Hefeweizen. Okay. What about Boulevard? What's your what's your go-to Boulevard? Just of. Beers that are year round, a, a tank seven is always a kind of a classic. That's what he me. said. Mm-hmm. You guys were separated yeah. from birth. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that beer. No, you, no, you can't. No. I yeah. remember when they, you remember when they first started um, putting it out in the bombers. Mm-hmm. Remember the bombers? Yeah, mm-hmm. and you could buy it for like I don't know twelve bucks and just get totally ripped. Yeah, those were the best best days ever, man. Yeah, get two of those, you get to go. It's not my favorite of the boulevards. I, I, I we had this confession. On the show, we well actually that episode what? hasn't dropped yet, but I've had that. So, what is your favorite? Uh, I would say the Dark Truth Stout is my oh, favorite okay. Boulevard. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. But yeah, you're trying to get ripped, then, aren't you? Well, isn't that like a ten percent? When, when, yeah. when, when are we not? Well, there, there's that because <laughs> as as he said before we came in tonight, he says all we have left is drinking. <laughs> Everything's closed down. All we do is drink. Look, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, that, that's what's left. Is you know. You, some friends maybe we do a little facetime drinking because we can't sit at the bar together I so mean, so do you think like doordash right now is like like it's, if you're door dashing you're you're getting paid well they're they're peaking right now <laughs> peaking. so here's here's my here's my question is that the socially responsible thing to do to send a doordash person yeah or a doordash i mean is that putting them at risk i mean per- personally for me i'm gonna cut out the middleman and go pick it up myself mm-hmm. i would agree with that <clears throat> There we go. That's oh, one. Finally, that was like a four. Yeah, yeah. That was four. We're three beers in. That was the first one. I don't understand why that was. Yeah. We need to put some more bubbles in your beer, Brian. We do. We need to carbonate <laughs> these a little bit more. <laughs> Nigel, I'm going to ask you, because I, I don't know if we've actually done this. But, What's that? But if you go to, to KC Beer, what do you order? <laughs> that was pretty impressive right uh, there. I tried well, to time it right in between when you guys were talking. Well done. That might that might be edited at the we, beginning we, of the show. We, we found our our uh, in-house bu- uh, can opener. It's like the, the sound button, the loop. Yeah. Like, I want to get that like, for my text notification. Have that. Uh, we can make that happen. That was, that was good. That was a five. Yeah, thank you. Five. Wait, wait, I saw you lean in on it. Well, I was afraid it wasn't going to be there, and I wanted to emphasize as much as I could. Now, if I'm going to Casey Beer, and you know, I, I had a, I, I've had a, uh, a interesting history of Casey Beer until until I understood understood what they were doing, I wasn't a fan, and then I understood, oh, they're doing German styles, specifically German styles, right? 
And then you're like, oh, now I get it. What's the what? They have this one beer. It just can't, it comes out seasonally. It's a high ABV. Winterbach? Yeah. You give me the Winterbach, that's that great beer. I almost mm-hmm. said that one. The, yeah, that's a really good beer. So, yeah, there I'm, I'm going to go I'm gonna go Winterbach. But you can't get if, if I can't get it, I'll, I'll do, well, I, you know, I, I, I'll try whatever because I, I like the process of what they're doing. And once you understand that process, you know, it's like we've talked about before. There are no there, bad beers. There's or very no, few. No, because if 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 a beer is done and you under, it may not be your style. <sighs> Whoa! There we go. There it is. I wish, I wish I'd known it was coming. I would have. I would have flipped the camera. Yeah. That's, what, do that, we, what do we got here? That was an eight. That was an eight right there. Thank that was a good one. That was that. That came oh, from man. the bowels of hell right well, there. I'm, I'm just warming up, guys. Oh shit. <laughs> But no, bad. You know, if it's not your style, it doesn't mean it's bad, right? It's just not your style. Yeah, yeah. If if you understand, if you have a little bit of knowledge about how what how beer is made, and you can understand, okay, it's true to style. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. I hate these people on Untapped who give a beer one, one star. They're dumb. <laughs> but how, how do you feel? No, they're dumb. I'll. Don't don't rate it then if you don't like it, but at least get your beer knowledge up and and understand what that style is about before you rail on it, right? But you know, that's just me. I, you know, I'm a I'm a beer snob, so you know that goes. Do you, do you I, feel that way about rating anything? Rating what else would I rate? Well, I'm just saying, like you know, I mean, people no, go buy anything on well, Amazon and rate it, right? But well, true, but you know, like food food's different because food can suck, you know. Sure. Food. Some some foods can not be good, but you know, beer. At least at least beer has a style and a formula. What it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So, I, I occasionally enjoy looking up the beers that are known as kind of the benchmark for a certain style, mm-hmm. and then seeing that they don't have a very high untapped mm-hmm. rating. Right. It's like this is this is the one that actually, you know, is one of the pioneers of that style, and now everybody's right. you know people don't realize that. That's kind of how we got to where we are with some of these beers. And Saison Dupont was was one that I, I looked right, up recently. Right. And was was amazed that it wasn't, you know, mid to high fours. Right. That, that's one of the first saisons in the world. All right, let me let me or ask you the commercial saisons in the world. On that same on that same topic, so my favorite grains and taps beer is the Gully Womp. I think that's damn near perfect. What was what were what was in your mind as you guys guys were making that one? What was the thing you were shooting for? So I think that was actually um, Bigsby's homebrew recipe originally. Um, so much along the same lines of where I kind of developed the red ale as a home brewer and then kind of really wanted to bring that into the brewery when we started up. That was one um, he had and it was kind of close to him and he had worked on a lot as a home brewer. And so that was one that kind of got brought in um, uh, on his side. So um Making it like going through and making it, just just hoping I didn't want to let them down, you know. <laughs> well, and I was just curious because based on what, yeah. what 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 you were just talking about was that you know there are there are benchmarks, there are there are some beers out there that are the standard. So I didn't know if you kind of had mm. some of those in your mind as you're making some of these beers. Yeah, that's a good question for that one. I think that'd be or or any of them. I just that, that's just my favorite. I think when I go in, there's definitely some beers where where we look at you know a style and and we definitely. We'll, we'll definitely sometimes even bring in other commercial examples to taste against and say, well, how is our beer different from other, you know, if it's a 
English mild or something? How is this the same as other English milds? How is ours different? And is it, you know, does it, does what we just made fall into that category guideline of what that beer should be? Uh, so it's, you know, there's always a kind of a calibration of your palate to say, you know, you gotta, you gotta try beer to understand beer. So you, you know, you, you always exactly. got to try other beers. Exactly. It, it, it all seems magic to me. I, I I cook. I love to cook. But but beer, like baking, is a lot of rules and a lot of math. So it it, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. I, I mean, uh, you know, me being never homebrewed a brew, but I've been on 100 brew days, probably 75 at Brian's house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, I think, to me, I think it's it, is, it is like cooking. Uh-huh. I think oh, it's, there's it's, too many it's, rules it's, and it's, too much math. No, it's a recipe. Yeah, there, yeah. There's rules for styles, but think about all the things that are not that are. How do you think milkshake IPAs came about? Originally, they were just IPAs. That's just an offshoot of that recipe yeah. to make it something different. That's so it is. It's a lot like cooking, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of experimentation, but I, I you know, I would agree with what he's saying. There's you a know, lot of science. There's, you know, temperatures and times well, sure. and measurements. That's why they're all nerds. You know, within <laughs> that kind of when you learn the structure of making beer as a home brewer, you know, and you kind of get past that um, initial wall of kind of fear of you don't want to screw this up. Right. Um, really, everything is open for you to do. I mean, it's, you can make, you can, you can go in and follow, you know, a particular set of guidelines to make a red ale or a pilsner, right? Because there are those guidelines out there. But then there's also the ability to get really creative and imaginative, and that's I think where New England IPAs kind of got birthed. Right. That led into I think milkshake IPAs, right. brute IPAs. Then you even look further down the line of like pastry stouts. Right. You know, and I think that has a lot of like homebrew roots. You know, and just being very experimentative and creative like that. It's it's like one of my homeboys says. He says, you got to know the rules to break the rules. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know the sure, rules, sure. you know, if you don't have the basics, well, you know, you really can't break the rules. So, again, just knowing the people that I know who are homebrewers. They're not all nerds. Quit saying that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's said with love. That's said with love. I think most of them, all my homebrew friends can fucking cook too. So there's that. Yeah. So I think there's a correlation to, you know, I can't cook. That's why I shouldn't brew. I love, I love cooking. So. Hey, you I see, you I see my point? There's I just a, I, there, there's, there's something very different. I cook. I'm a good cook. You I could, cannot you, bake. Okay. But there's, give you a, you could be a good brewer. You could. Yeah, I don't know. Because you, you have to be very meticulous about math, certain. Math frightens me. That's why they have computers. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you're surrounded by brewers. You, you'll be fine. We're gonna we're gonna make him brew a beer. That's what we're gonna. That's gonna be one, one of the episodes. We're gonna have him. We're gonna yeah, have him awesome. come to. We're gonna have him one come to one of your classes. Yeah, hell oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah, have to come I, to one of the classes. I've gone to a few uh, homebrew days. I usually tend to just kind of hang out and drink. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna send you to Brian. It'll be fine. Yeah, come on by, man. Actually, I. I brewed my first homebrew beer in like over a year, uh, just the other week. Really? So, yeah. I bet that was weird. It felt great. But it was you're like, oh wow. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know if I'd be like totally amped up for it, but it reminded me of when I first started homebrewing again. And so I kind of had that like excitement and everything. Back in I mean, I get excited no matter when I brew, but it was kind of like I remember when I first started and you know uh, like waking up. It was almost like on Christmas Day. You know, kind of having right. that excitement. And that's that, pretty uh, cool. That thrill. That's, that's so, pretty cool. Yeah, it, it reminded me of that. So, hey, you want to learn something? All right, let's do it. We got uh, a word of the word of the show. Well, we already had a word. We had millets. Uh, millet. Millet. 
Yeah, millet. So there's there's this lady on Twitter. Her name is M. Sauter. She's um, <coughs> I'll cut that out. Uh, she's she puts things on. She does these infographics, right? Yeah, yeah. I follow her. Yeah. yeah so I thought this would be great for Nick to to get a little. L is for logger. <laughs> <laughs> Reading Rainbow Time. Yes. And I'll I'll put this on the screen when I edit this thing. You know what I'm saying? So this is interesting. You know what a lager is? I call it the plain beer. <laughs> that is so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's the that's that's the beer. You know, uncles. The, you know, when you're when you're first getting your beer, and the uncle snuck you the beer. That was it was a lager. Lager is not a bad word, man. No, I didn't say it was a bad word. You said it. What'd you say it was? It was like the plain beer. It was a little bit of starter. It's not the plain beer. Lagers can be wonderful if you know. If you... I, it's not. I'm not meaning that bad. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna... just. I'm just. I'm just saying that's before you get into all uh, this. All right, fermented cooler than ale, usually followed by a period of weeks or months, depending on style of cold maturation. Not in the Rockies. Uh, <laughs> Lager yeast, Saccharomyces pastoralis. Is that what? Is that how you pronounce that? Lagers are the most popular beers in the world. Did you know that? I did. How'd you know that? Because that's the beer that everybody drinks. That's what makes it the plain beer. Historically, lagers. That's your Miller's? The, the word comes from lagern. Did you know that? No. Which is German, the German word for store, to store, where matured in caves or cellars. So if you, can we do like a uh, cave aged lager grains and so we can go find a cave? We might have to start digging. Uh, th- look, there's caves near us. So I mean, now you know about loggers. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta get through the defense department. But there's caves near us. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a different, that's a different <laughs> deal right there. Ready to open another one? Let's go, mystery, well, let's gonna, go, mystery beer. I'm gonna, uh, yeah. While you get the yeah, mystery yeah. beer, I want to ask. So, so what, what, what was this one? Uh, so that one was the white stout. The white, it's awesome, but there's something that I didn't expect. What, 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 what is that flavor? Uh, so we aged that on cacao nibs and coffee beans. That's what it was. So, I think because it's 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 not dark like a coffee, yeah. but I'm still tasting. It. I'm like, wait, what's this? Yeah, that's kind of the unique thing about that style. It has that, you know. Typical, um, you know, pale ale, kind of that golden look to it. Uh, but then you get all of the roasty flavors that you get out of a stout. So it's kind of a messes with your eyes a little bit. So tell him how it's awesome. How it's not way. dark. How do you make that happen? Uh, well, we just age it in the secondary with cacao nibs and coffee. Um, so instead of using like roasted malts that you would use in a stout, like Goli Womp or um, what was it? Oatmeal Astronaut. What was it again? Astronaut <laughs> Cookies. Yeah. Um, unlike, you know, that where you're using roasted grains and that we are using chocolate and cacao or cacao and coffee beans in the secondary and just kind of letting it age and marinate on that. And so you maybe pick up a little bit of a color change, but, um, with that volume of beer, you're not really getting a lot. Most of it just kind of comes over in like flavor and aroma. Leader in the clubhouse tonight. Oh, that's your favorite? That's that's, that's my favorite so far. That's the leader in the clubhouse. I'm going to hand you the next mystery beer, sir. All right. What do we got here? 405 Brewing. This is the FDR. Where do you think 405 Brewing is from? Well, I don't do know, you know my area codes. Well, damn. Then you, you yeah. don't know that. I was just going to get on Google. On that. <laughs> that would be Oklahoma. Oh, then I can't. I, I can't. I can't do that. <laughs> Nobody. That's good. Nigel. Six and a half. And I realized yeah, where you're from, your youth. But, but 
What, what good came from Oklahoma? Wow, this guy, he's, oh, really, he's really judging. Yeah, wow. Don't, and don't ask him about St. Louis because he'll really go nuts then. Uh-oh. Or pickles. I told you I would drink the pickle beer. I would try it. I just think pickles are evil. <laughs> There's a pickle beer out of his brewery in, in Fort Worth that's so ridiculous. And he's like, pickles are from the devil. They <laughs> like, are. Really, I'm like, yeah. I like, I, like I, I'd, I'd, I'd eat a pickle before I'd root for the Cardinals. Here we go. So we've got him. We got him triggered. Got him triggered. That wasn't very good. No, no. You need to work with Brian on cracking the beers. Yeah, that was a very generic crack. <laughs> That's what she said. No enthusiasm in that one. Yeah, there. none at all. Uh, we've got an Imperial Stout brewed with coffee. The FDR. What's the ABV on that? Can you see that? Twelve percent. Perfect. How are you going up? I'm excited about this one. I'm going to say it's not as thin as the last one. Have you had this already? No. You know who sent me that? Kenny. You guys remember Kenny? Yeah. Ken- Kenny comes to Blarney every year, and we try to kill him. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We killed oh, my God. Kenny. You killed Kenny. We killed him a couple years ago. <laughs> so is there a connection between FDR and Oklahoma? Uh, I have no idea. What does FDR mean? Did you read the can? No. It might mean something's different. Any, any anything? Anyone? I don't read. You read the ABV. Oh boy. We wait a minute. I gotta switch over to this. I need a I need to get a wide shot of the two of them leaning in. Oh, Brad, you moved. Yeah, I don't I don't really there, see. look at them study. Look at them study. So I you know, I don't see anything broken down. Maybe I'll look it up on untapped. How about that? Oh, we were supposed to get you on untapped. He's not on untapped. One of these days, Nick. All right, you can, already, you can already tell this one's good. Look at the, yeah. Look at the head. Oh yeah, it smells good. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna download while you guys while you guys drink and talk. You're gonna download we're little, what? We're a little quieter this episode. Uh, dude, have you seen the world lately? <laughs> I, it's weird, man. We're, the only thing we have left to do is drink. <laughs> That was a that, sad, that was a sad laugh. That would be that would be a good beer name. All we have left to do is drink. drink. Yeah, that's a long yeah, beer we'll, name. We'll just do that. We'll do the uh, the acronym. You want to you, you want to <laughs> let, let, let me go get it? in on that on oh, that face. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want you want to go ahead and de- decipher that for me? All A W. Help me. L T D. Does that spell? Does that spell anything? I'd be, yeah. All did. There you go. All did. <laughs> That's good. See that sometimes in our, uh, we talked about those meetings where we uh, uh, were hashing out, you know, what our beer names are going to be. Right. Sometimes we do take a little bit of mercy on our, on our staff that's going to be serving these beers because <laughs> we know if we make the name too hard, it's going to be hard for them to communicate with the customer who's standing there trying to order a all did. And <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Kind of like a regal, whatever it was, rep, rep, regal rep, rep. <laughs> you read that one backwards though, didn't you? Yes. That was our, that was our amber lager. Yes. And an, and an amber lager backwards. So, so nobody was confused about that. Oh, people were confused. That, that, people get confused about beer names. I mean, people still call a diametric, um, give me that uh, Pat Mahomes beer. It doesn't T- say Pat Mahomes. T.D. Tossin, Patrick McHazy. 
Ma- yeah, I Patrick, Ma- right. Patrick Mahazy. Yeah, yeah, not Mahazy. Well, you know, some some people Mahazy? still get the name of the brewery wrong. Oops. No. Well, there's that, right? I, I I actually do. I feel a little bad about that. Why? Because of the crap they went through on their name. Yeah. I I actually run into the problem where now that I've gotten used to calling them that correct metric. name, right? I think I'm wrong, and I try to revert to. <laughs> my, my, it's like no, I can't call them that. Yes, that is actually the name I'm now supposed to. Be yeah, on, Brian, what you got there, bud? Uh, so I'm just looking up the FDR, right? Um, with this beer, I it doesn't say officially that they've done it, but I think I've connected the dots here a little bit. So it's saying on Untapped that they've used coffee is brewed with the Fireside Blend, roasted by Prelude Coffee and Roasters of Oklahoma City. And so the Fireside Chat, chat yeah, there we go, FDRs, okay chat so okay I'm, I'm i think that's the connection with fdr okay shout out to kenny from oklahoma city thank you for the beer mail thank you kenny <laughs> yeah, we love you kenny good we may not see you till august but we love you i'm sorry that they tried to kill you <laughs> well in his defense he tried to kill himself there's that <laughs> so anyway so we got two more grains and tap beers to go we do. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say this. These these guests uh, came loaded more than any other guest. Yeah, you guys are. We didn't want to let you down. Uh-huh. I didn't think you would. I didn't think you would. No. <laughs> All right. Nick, what are you doing over I'm here? I'm creating my account. Oh, he's get, he's getting on Nick, untapped. Oh, Nick it's is happening right now. An untapped wow. member before your very ears. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not happening. Why not? I gotta come up with a different mm-hmm. name. Oh, Come up you, with a name. Did you just try Nick? <laughs> <laughs> Nick Parker, the, Nick, the 12 Nicks. Nick six. Look, uh, Parker is like the seventh most common name in our country. It probably is. Hey, let's talk about one we haven't talked about because I was talking to somebody yesterday and Blarney Brewoff. That's been a, a staple in downtown Lee Summit for years. I had some people, I think it was Sunday at uh, Diametric, was like, you know about Blarney Brewoff? I'm like, no, nah, I've never been to that. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell me a little, about, a little bit about, for those who don't know, it's a great homebrew festival where homebrewers come. There's competition. There's a lot, a lot of things going on. How did that all come about? So the very first Blarney Brewoff um, I met with, uh, I went to the meeting for the, the parade that occurs you know, every Snake Saturday down right. here in the summit. Um, and one of the organizers for the parade asked me if we would plan a beer tasting to go between the Irish breakfast and the parade. So uh, we started a homebrew beer tasting where we had a the first year, I think we had eight to ten homebrewers pouring on the back of a neighboring bar we had about 60 people attend and just taste some homebrew and uh, go around and do samples and everything um and that that's kind of how it started it was it was just an activity to fill the time between two other uh downtown lee summit activities on on the parade day and so from year one to year two what changed um so everybody uh First off, everybody that was at it, you know, great feedback, but everybody said, okay, you, you got to get bigger for next year. Uh, so next year we moved it to the adjacent parking lot um, and probably had 
250 people in that parking lot. Um, and then every year it kind of, for a while it, it doubled in, in this last, uh, last March, it was, um, uh, close to 900 people. And, and what was the first year? What year was that? The first year was, uh, March of 2014. Wow. So that's, this, this yeah. last one was the sixth, 2019 right. was the sixth Barney Burroff. And then that's been, I mean, you, you've probably even before. You know the whole leap to being a pro, where you were there doing yeah. doing your thing. Yeah, I mean it's it's been cool to watch some of these people who are brewing these beers. You're like, this is a homebrew. You yeah. know, it's pretty pretty impressive uh, the people who show up to this thing. That that whole f- event has been awesome to watch. I mean, just just from the outside. I mean, you know, Brad, we we both do stuff all around downtown here, but just to watch it go from that little eight brewers and then you walked into those tents last year and holy moly. Right. And, and there's a, you know, there's a whole lot of breweries that are open today in Kansas city that were at one right. point, that's true. You know, doing the yeah. festivals and, and they were participated in the Blarney brew off. And that's, that's really cool to see. That's one of my favorite things about, you know, having, having a part in this festival was, you know, now you can look and you can see, you know, wind shift and, and diametric. Right. And, uh, strange days. Those are all all breweries that took part in the East Forty. Um, right. Every, everybody, you know, at some point entered into that festival and, right. and poured beer. What, what was taste their beer. what was it like to you know? I've been to your house and you've uh-huh. poured beers, blah blah blah. You go to one of those things and there's 500 people. Oh, yeah. What's that like to to go from being in your garage to serving that many people? Um, well, the first year I did it. Um, it was extremely nervous. Uh, Were you? you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because it was, I mean, I was just at my, you know, maybe my my one year anniversary of the first beer I ever made, and I was still brewing extracts, and I knew I was going up against other individuals who were doing all grain and had been doing it for years and years and years, and so, yeah, I just kind of wanted to get into it just for the experience and just kind of have fun with it. Right. Um, I kind of set that goal for myself the next year um, as a home brewer, just kind of do competitions and kind of see where I was at as far as um you know brewing goes and um yeah I, I was extremely nervous getting everything set up but uh at the end of it, it was just loved every single minute of it i mean it was it was just a blast uh serving my beers to people and getting the feedback that i got on them that was a lot of fun tasting other home brews um talking to those guys so uh, yeah it was a blast and then um did it for several years after that um but yeah it's it's um a lot of fun and kind of alluding to what you were saying um you know, brewers have really stepped up, um, and I'm amazed every single year just the quality of beers, but then also to kind of the pageantry that uh, the brewers will have right. with their beers and kind of everything that kind of goes into their displays and their spiel and everything behind it. So it's really cool to watch every single year how yeah. everyone's kind of evolved. Everything from costumes to you know facades of right. their their, uh, their serving you know bar. They bring their own bars and um, right just tap no. elaborate tap system setups that, that are awesome to look at. I mean, there's, it goes beyond just the beer, the, the passion and, and mm-hmm. everything they pour into bringing the festivals. Right. Yeah. I remember one year we had a old VW bus that got <laughs> that, converted. I, over. I, I, yeah. I remember that. That, was, that. Uh, uh, that, that van is from Velo garage, mm-hmm. which is, is a place that serves, you know, craft beer right. now, and they, they do uh, bike repairs, I believe, as right. well. Oh. Um, but it was 
it was they were not under the the name at that point, but that was Strange Days Brewing. Was it really? Oh, really? Yeah, oh, okay. They won that year. Yeah, huh. they, they were under a different name. Their their wow. homebrew name, and then oh, I didn't know that. Uh, they switched their name, and uh, when they became pro, you know, because everybody kind of goes through this, you know, discovery the, period yeah. of of what's an actual available name out there. And I don't know their stories. So yeah, but but even not. yeah, even looking back over the years on Blarney, you're you're right. There was a lot of a lot of people who were there that have gone pro. I mean, and even you know, even whether it be Parkville or um what's what's the other one mano mm-hmm. i mean i just got a an email popped up uh looks like parkville is going to be um october 17th oh they're, oh, they're gonna move it they so moved it. getting moved but you know even even those little festivals i mean you know take like take uh service brewing you know courtney service and those guys mm-hmm. they started popping up these festivals up that every festival i was like uh where are they you know and you know i would hunt them down even at uh, Lost Township, where there are professional beer, professional brewers, but also I'd be like, eh, there's certain things I'm looking for, and I would go look for them. It's you know, it's kind of cool how Kansas City. I don't know what other cities are like in the homebrew, you know, crowd who have gone, you know, from these festivals to jumping to to uh, professional brewers. Because I, I, you know, I don't know of cities. You know, I know their I know their festivals and their professional brewers, but. I don't know very many festivals that really embrace hit us up the home your, Hit us up with your favorite local brew fest, home brew festivals. We might come out. Find beers with Nigel on Twitter. <laughs> hit us up. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I, I like them all. I mean, I just think. It's a lot of fun to, 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 to look at them and to see what the, what they do and how they present. It's cool yeah. to see all the setups. There's, a, there's an aspect of homebrewing. You know, the, the beers you will get at a homebrew festival that I, I don't think, I think if you're not familiar with, you know, the craft beer community or the homebrew community, you might just think that the homebrew festival is a, you know, lesser product that right. you would get to go right. to. When in reality, a lot of times that's where you're going to get to try something incredibly unique. Yes. Because when that homebrewer is making five gallons of one thing and their only goal is to impress their friends. Right they can throw off the wall stuff into that beer right. and you can you can end up with a product that is truly unique whereas if if you're a brewery making 50 barrels at a time you maybe can't go out and throw that crazy ingredient in right. there and and expect to you know do that at that scale whereas a home brewer their only goal is to impress their friends right. so it's kind of like a you know a small batch you know chef or, or something like that yeah. where, where they are just experimenting with something right. and maybe it doesn't always turn out great but that the one that does turn out great they're going to bring it to that festival yeah. and you're yeah uh you're going to try something that you you maybe wouldn't otherwise get to try yeah i think maybe Kansas City is a little bit unique um when i went to uh we always talk about fresh fest in pittsburgh when i went up there you know they probably had 200 brewers you know and they had they had some home brewers but it didn't seem as concentrated as, as as what we do here. Go for it. little spray out of the top there. You, you've got skills, man. I'm telling you. Thank We're you. gonna get you a contract. He's gonna be an official. The official beers with Nigel can opener. Right. <laughs> the sound effects of beers with Nigel. Folio artist. <laughs> <laughs> who does who does the uh, I guess of the pros? Who's doing the the crazy stuff though that you talked about? You know, because when you start making it a bigger level, it's harder to take those risks. Who's 
who is taking those risks, do you think? Um, and I think, I think everybody does a little bit of their own thing. You know, everybody's kind of got, you know, some of that that they're throwing out there right now. Uh, Nigel mentioned, you know, service does a lot of the, yeah. um, pastry and, and fruited. Yeah. Fruited. Yeah. Beers yeah. And, um, but, but I do think it is as you get more and more of the homebrew, crowd moving into right. pros, you, you do see a little bit more experimentation and that that's also kind of where craft beer has has headed at this and I, I i wouldn't say those are risky because you know what they do at service or what they do at diametric you know if, if we all know mac and he's always been oh, i want to push the envelope i mean they have a they have a tequila sunrise mead right now holy moly that sounds wrong and amazing it's amazing if you want to get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think there's a big difference between being risky and taking taking a risk, right? Right. Does that make sense? I think I think you take a risk by trying something new, but it's not necessarily like I don't know, I, I, semantics, maybe. Well, I think you know everybody's palate. There's something for everybody, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, that's why even you know they're doing the meads over there. Nobody really does meads in Kansas City, maybe a couple other places, but it just it broadens the base for a customer who comes in. I don't like beer. Or something, right? Well, try this or try that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tony's good at that. You guys are good at that because you have some some things that are approachable, mm-hmm. even for those people who and we, you know, the, the Bud Light drinker. Well, no, try this. Try try the amber. Mm-hmm. You know, try the lager, and then they realize, oh, this is better than the macro mm-hmm. lager. So, you know, if you if you're if if your palate of beers per se can be wide there's going to be something for everybody right mm-hmm. i mean i mean that's really that's what that's what you're kind of in you, you want to be able to have anybody in there and and they can find something that they like i mean that's yeah. the point right yeah absolutely right. So, that was actually one of my favorite things as a bartender before we started brewing and i was working the bar more was you know you would have guests that would come in specifically for the craft beer but then they would have a friend that would come with them that necessarily wasn't you know, into craft beer or right. hadn't really been exposed to something like that. And so, you know, they're either wine drinkers or right. they're strictly, you right. know, you know, a Bud Light, Budweiser kind of a drinker. And so that was one of my favorite things is finding that particular yeah. beer yeah. or style yeah. that I could get them hooked on or I could get like give them a little sample yeah. and they'd be like, oh, hey, I actually like yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's my favorite part. Yeah, I, that was, yeah, I really enjoyed finding that. And I found a lot of wine drinkers, people who enjoyed wine would come in and really, uh, get attached to like the sour styles and they didn't even know <laughs> exactly. that, that was, that was a, a thing, thing. Yeah, right you know so yeah. you kind of like open their eyes to it and then you would see them coming the next time and then ask for a sour and then you know as time would go on all of a sudden you know they're like looking for specific sour beers yeah. or they know a, a particular brewery that just does sours and so they're always looking for that one brewery and so mm-hmm. i always kind of um liked getting people kind of hooked onto it yeah that's that to me that's the fun part of it a bartending is like oh you don't like beer yeah Oh, hold on. Yeah. I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then they're like, is that beer? Yeah, it's beer. Well, and I, I think I think the the I mean Nick craft- does, Nick doesn't even like beer. <laughs> well, that's like that look, look at it. That's like that far. But I think the craft beer scene can be a little intimidating. You know, I think from the outside it's it's a pretty What do you mean intimidating? What do you I, mean? I, I think it's a pretty tight culture, a tight knit group. I think it's everybody has a fear of entering something that's a little snobby, right? Nobody wants to be judged, mm-hmm. right? I mean, hey, I like Miller. Are they going to judge me for that? 
So, uh, you know, we talk a lot about bringing more people in, so it's not always just, you know, old white dudes. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, is, is that, that's got to be your perspective, obviously, because I don't, I, I don't think the craft beer community is unwelcoming. No, I think, but I think any group that is on such a tight niche can be a little intimidating for other people to come in. So that, well, you know, here we go. We, t- we talk about this every episode we talk about diversity and, mm-hmm. you know, inclusion, right? That's, that's other stuff. Right. And which, by, again, by the way, this beer is fan. No, that, that beer what is, is this? That, that's really good. Um, so that one is the, uh, yuppies and blazers. Mm-hmm. That's the tangerine milkshake. That's fabulous. Fantastic. Yeah. Sorry. Go on. No, but we've, we talk about it. it's, it's each individual that walks into a, into a place you know their experiences to determine. Can I can I do this? Am I comfortable here? That's a whole different conversation about whether that craft beer is diverse or not. That's a different. That's a different conversation. I think it's, but I still think it's about it's about bringing people in. So whether well, whether, I mean, whether it's bringing them in because they're women, because they are people of color, or whether it's anybody, I think that's a you know inclusion is a. Is a thing unto its own. Well, we we talk about this every episode, all five episodes. <laughs> you know, whose job is it to bring, whether it be women or Latino or Black or or Asian or Latino, into a brewery, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whose job is it? My perspective is, it's everybody's job, because you guys are small business owners. You don't have marketing per se, right? You're busy working. Boulevard has marketing. Right. They can hold events and say, okay, blah, 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 we're going to do this or, or the other. You guys are busy working. But on, on the flip side, you want your business to be diverse. You want to see more than one particular population because it's good for your bottom line, right? So my thing is, and we've talked about this all the time, is that my job is to, via this podcast, or via my friends, hey, this is the thing in downtown Lee Summit. Your job is maybe not the same thing, but there's some responsibility on all our parts to be okay. How do we make this more diverse? Because obviously, craft beer in Kansas City is pretty white. It is, which is fine, but again, it, we're we're missing a whole population of people that don't know craft beer exists. And it's not because you don't want them to come in. It's because they don't know. Mm -hmm. So how do we make them know that it's a thing? We had this conversation several times. Alma Mater, Boulevard, and all those breweries around there, they're in the hood. Most of that that neighborhood is Latino. And I asked uh, the guy that owns uh, Alma Mater, I'm like, hey, do you get any, like, Latino people coming here? Like, every once in a while, somebody will wander in. But other than that, no. So how do we, as the beer community, say, okay, there's other people who don't know about this great product. How do we get them involved? So that's how this damn podcast started. You guys have any thoughts on that? I know it's a tough question. I, I think uh, I, I think the biggest I think one of the the biggest responsibilities we have is to, you know, kind of build a environment and a, and a tap room where, where everybody feels, feels welcome. And, um, kind of going back to, you know, 
Nick may be bringing up, you know, a little bit of snobbishness. Uh, anybody walking in that's new to the product, it's got to be welcoming. It's It's got to be a, more of a learning experience about here's what this product is, here's here's what this community is, and not a, oh, well, I know a lot more than you about, I know a lot more of, more than you about this because you're you're new to it or whatever. I, I think that that's one of the easiest ways you can you can turn people away. And um, what do you think, Brian? Um, I think it comes to education, right? I mean, um, and I think that's kind of one of the unique things about what grains and taps kind of started from their roots because of the homebrew store. Um, you know. And having people come in there who not only didn't know anything about beer, in my case, in general, coming in there um, and starting out, but people didn't know anything about brewing, right. you know, um, and then teaching them what beer is, how beer is made. Um, and then you kind of open their eyes up to a variety of styles and maybe unique uh, breweries that were out there that maybe do different things that they weren't used to, right. different things besides what Budweiser or Coors are doing. Right. Um, so I think it really just all boils down to just education, um, right. just getting information out there to people. I mean, um, you know, and that's, that's been my thing is like, if you don't, you don't know if I, I, you don't know about this beer until I present it to you, you know, it's not, there's no, there's no, there's no conspiracy. I'm not trying to hide. We're not trying to hide the beer from people. Right. Right. It's, it's about how do we get out there? in these communities that are, that don't know that it's a thing. So, you know, I think that's, it's, it's a hard question, but I think in Kansas city, I think, I think most of the people that I know that are brewers are committed to saying, okay, how can we, mm -hmm. you know, diversify, you know, mm -hmm. and present our product to more people than the people who are just seeking it. I think I think I think a few things. You know, one, I think the beer community. What's one of the things that's really cool is is people like you, Nigel, um, Alana, who was on our, right. our our episode earlier, have kind of just taken upon themselves to become an ambassador. That's that's awesome, and that doesn't happen in every every niche, right? No, we, right. we are we are very lucky to have Nigel and Alana both. You know, kind of suck it up to the host. You gotta love that. <laughs> You get a but, beer. <laughs> you, you know, there's there's actually, you know, people used to ask Nigel, he would be he would be in our tap room introducing people to some of our beers. And right. they'd be like, oh, you work here. And he's like, no, I just drink here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, yeah. but, you know, you're, you're, you don't, nobody expects just another patron to be, right. you know, so forthcoming with, you got to try this and, and this, yeah. you're, you're, you drank that, you're going to like this and. Yeah, uh, there's just an amount of you know, uh, just outgoingness that that uh, both Nigel and and Alana have kind of jumped into the the craft beer community and and really spread. Hey, Brad, with. you know, back in the day, went to the old spot. People were like, "Is this your place?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd, be, well, I'd, be, I'd be standing at the back of the wall, just kind of people were like, "Is this is this yours?" I'm like, "It depends what you mean." He did have his own kind of norm esque <laughs> spot in that bar. If they're bringing a bill or something, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just give me that bill. I'll sign off on that shit. You know the 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 other two things is you brought up. You know they're they're doing their business. They're trying they're trying to work. Right. And I think you know as 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 a guy that lives a little bit in the marketing world and a former marketing director, I'll, I'll say you know most small business 
businesses, that's the last thing they think of is is the marketing, and that's just that's the nature of the beast, right? Is because you're doing your job trying to trying to think of it. But the other thing I think is really cool is the change to the more taproom style. And I'm going to use I'm going to use diametric and fringe as my, as my example on this. That it's just it's just a bunch of big family tables. And so you you're forced to kind of jump in when you walk in the bar. You're forced to jump into that and just sit with people That's, and start I, talking. We, we've talked about that. That's the future of craft beer. It's these neighborhood tap rooms. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys, it's it, when you go in there. It's like it's not like going to boulevards. A different animal, right? Mm-hmm. It's a different animal. You know, it's a you know tourist and you know yeah. There's some beer drinkers there, but it's different. But these small little places, whether it be grains or fringe or diametric or East Forty, that's it's people's. Oh, that that's that's my place. You right. know, they go there because that's where they go. I mean, there's certain people that I see at grains and taps that don't go to fringe, and vice versa. They might stop in for a beer, but that that's you they know, have it's, their bar. Yeah, it's you know, it's it's that tribal thing that we have. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, when I lived in L.A., there was this bar we used to go to. It was called the Liquid Zoo. <laughs> and it was just one wow. of those places where, where, where I lived in the valley. We didn't go to any other bar because that was our bar, right? And breweries are the, are the same way, especially when it's in a neighborhood. I'm, I'm telling you, there's certain people that come to Grains and Tabs that I only see them there. I don't see them anyplace else. And I go to a lot of breweries. So I, I just, think I just claim all of downtown as my bar. <laughs> yeah, but you don't really live, live downtown, so there's that. <laughs> you're like one. You're like one block over. <laughs> you can claim it if you want. I'm not. I'm not allowing that. <laughs> wow, I live one block farther than you, dude. You're, you're off the beaten path. Sorry, sir. <laughs> you live closer to John Bedoin than than downtown. <laughs> but you know, but I I think you know that that neighborhood thing is like, it's not about. A giant, you know, spot or whatever. It's about that place where you can go, you know, and chill. And you guys have benefited from the first location. You know, that was a unique spot. I mean, and Fringe has capitalized on that because it's still that was a, that's still a unique spot. But you know, at least when you moved and got bigger, it still translated, and and you know, there's still grains and taps love. So you know. I'm happy that's still a thing um, because, again, people like that familiarity. Oh, I'm going to go and do this and do that. That's why I think when you guys start doing food, that was a game changer, I thought, because then people can hang out even longer, right? They don't have to go across to Conrad's or whatever. They can sit there for hours on end. Well, and- I think a lot of that comes into play, too. Like, think about think about who you guys have behind your bar. And, and same with a bunch of the others is – we we've got to know them because they you haven't had to change staff and I think that's you're not used to that I think with with a lot of with a with a lot of bars I, that that seems new to me in the last few years that, well I, I that think, you can have the same people for years well I think I think having Brian Brian and Brad you know that's that's awesome been, that's, that's been that's been the constant yeah. and so that's familiar for people you know because I, I I work at two at two breweries and people ask me about you guys. You've been to Grains and Taps? Nah, I don't know those guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Who? <laughs> so, you know, I, you know, I think, you know, what you guys are doing. I think once we get through this COVID nineteen shit, 
I think 20, you know, 10, 15 years from now, there's no reason why grains and tap shouldn't be a, a thing still, you know? So I like that. What's the, what's the plan for you, for, for you guys? I mean, if, if you, let's, we've, we've talked about it. You've gone from that tiny little place to the bigger place. Then you added your own brewing, you added food. What's, what's, what are the plans? I mean, the immediate plan right now, it, it's, it's just kind of <laughs> get past COVID nineteen. Every everything has gone from yeah. What is the plan for the next year to let's get through these next two weeks? And that's that's kind of all I think. Probably any any small business is thinking right now. And I, I really, <laughs> um, I, I I think the that is the plan. And I, I think in two weeks, then we figure out what what is the plan for the next year. But uh, right now, I, I would just think that's our that's the only thing any, anybody can think about I, I, I agree and that's it and after i said it, i was like that's totally unfair <laughs> but <laughs> no, it's, I, mean, I mean look we're, we're, we're both small business owners six, i mean yeah six, it's hard six days ago you would have asked me that and i probably would have given a, a completely different answer let, let me rephrase it let me rephrase it let me put it th- let me put it this way if you look at grains and taps now if you take take a few steps back and you and you look at it and you try to ignore what we're all <laughs> dealing with right now but is it is it in a place that you dreamed ten years ago? Uh, honestly, it's just kind of taken a, a life of its own. I mean, it's it's gone. You know, it went from where we started. You know, down in that other building to you know needing the bigger space, and and we've kind of just just kind of wrote it. And it's uh, some of it's the ideas that we've had, but some of it's the way that you know what our our customers wanted and, and we've kind of tried to follow that as well. So it's, uh, it's a lot of fun just seeing kind of where it goes. I mean, you know, we try to steer it, but we also try to follow, you know, what, what the people who are coming there want. Cause I think their, their opinion is probably way more important than, than what we want to <laughs> do with it. I mean, <laughs> the customer, no, well, you know, I, I just thought it was interesting because I guess, you know, I, when you first started, it was like, Oh, that's that the supply store. And, yeah, then, and, 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 then, and the, the the beer to me from just just the outsider as I got to know you guys, the the bar side of it, the beer part was just like this bonus that just happened. Yeah, and that that's something we always kind of fought as an identity crisis was we we opened the homebrew supplies while we were getting our liquor license to do the rest, and there's still a lot of people that are just like, Oh, well that's just a homebrew supply store. So that that's a little bit of an identity thing that we've, we've fought for, for seven years. And right. if we could go back, we would probably wait and open everything at the same time. Just once we had our liquor license, be a tap room that sells homebrew supplies. Cause it's, it's definitely been a, a challenge, but it's been a, a fun challenge to come I, overcome. I don't think we've, we've, we've said it, but, but since then, as part of that growth, your, your supply store is totally separate now. It's, it's in a whole other building. Yeah, the, the uh, brewery started taking over the back half of our building, and uh, it became pretty, pretty quickly evident that uh, we couldn't fit the homebrew supply store and the, the brewery back there. The, the supply store kind of turned into a, a file system of you, it was no longer a store where you could come in and browse. You would come in and you would ask the uh, whoever was working there, "Hey, do you have you know this part?" Right. And they would get on a step stool and they would reach up into a box on a shelf <laughs> and be like, "Yes, we have we keep these right here." And that's how you would buy stuff there. So um, it's moved into its own building a few blocks away. Uh, you can actually walk in and, and see the products that you're 
you know, you're, it's you're quite lovely. To buy. Yeah, building, no, it's a, it's a real, lovely. it's a real retail store now. Yes. And that's, uh, kind of what it started as and then kind of morphed into, uh, you know, getting, got kind of consolidated and, and now it's kind of morphed back into almost what it was when we, when we began. We talked about the pub, the pub crawl. I remember the, 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 one of the first pub crawls and, and it, as the, as the, the, bar got going and we were all kind of I, dodging around the shelves because you were packed in that little place so yeah. as we were preparing for what ended up being the canceled pub crawl this saturday i was kind of telling some of our our newer staff that wasn't around back then i, I was explaining to them well we used to get a u-haul the right. night the night before right. the pub crawl <laughs> right. and, and move everything oh by the way the the blarney brew off was also on the same day as the pub crawl. right well, so right. we would do it in the morning the night before, we would take every piece of furniture and all yep. of the inventory of the homebrew store. We would shove it into a U-Haul truck, so we would have that whole building for the pub crawl. Yeah, we would do the pub crawl, and then at one thirty in the morning, bring it back. We would run all of the fixtures and <laughs> inventory back into the building, so we could sell homebrew supplies on Sunday. And I. Those were the days. Yeah, those I don't. Are, those I don't were the long days. Those pub crawls. I, I, I got. I got to say though, I just just from the outside and 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 you know having been around the, the dis, this little district for a while, watching it, it's it's pretty cool to watch it go from 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 that to what it is yeah. now. So you guys ought to ought to have a little pride when you step back and look. Well, thank you. That's well, <laughs> as we wrap this this party up. Um, Brian's been dying to open that last. He's got year. one more to do. Let me he was holding the camera on he him. He was holding it for a long time. He's All right, like, hold that up. What I do we got? What's this next it. one? Um, this is one I would probably say one of the more popular ones that we have. Uh, absolutely, it's it's one of our more popular series as well. And this is something Brian came up with. It was one of the the first beers. Stop uh, talking so I can open it. <laughs> Go for it. Oh, oh, oh no! no! Oh, I, I, I got to tell you, there's, there's a part of me that's, yeah, that's a little worried. I think you got some beer droplets on his face. I got it. It's, nah, it's, the, it's the microphone it's I'm worried beer, about. Beer, beer, beer should, droplets. should have had my safety glasses I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little, little worried about the electronics. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> going to have to say as, as you were saying, Brad, what's this beer? Is that Ben's mic or is that your mic? No, these are all mine. Oh. Like the, I, I, I want, I want you to know something. The the only thing left in here that was purchased purchased by Ben, who, who developed the building, is is up on a shelf. <laughs> this is mine. <laughs> since was then, that, I've, I've replaced everything. Is that, that on video? No. Oh, that's Damn it! Too bad. Oh man! You were supposed to get him. You had the opportunity to switch What's to his face. Right, 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 right. Be a, be a, be a cameraman, uh, Nigel. Turn that little one there. Which one? Where am I turning it? Just swivel around. A B R always be oh, recording. See this? That's all that's left. <laughs> A B what? A B R always be recording. Always. Yours, is, that, right you yours see, is right there, sir. You see that car out in the parking lot? You know why I got that? Because I got a big set of these. Okay, that's fun. You don't remember Glenn Gary Glenn Ross? I do. That's one of my favorite movies. A B <laughs> A B C. Coffee's for closers. You can always be closing. So, fellas, as we close, as we're in this weird, uh, bizarre world of COVID nineteen, 
What would you say to your fellow brewers and to the people who support the breweries? Give me something, Brian. What would I say? Um, as a home brewer at heart, I'm extremely glad that I know how to make beer at home. <laughs> Smart guy. <laughs> Smart guy right there. Dang it. Uh, it's paid off in more ways than one, for sure. Um, just be vigilant, clean, healthy, take care of yourself. What about to, be to calm. what about the consumers who are what do you say for them to help help the brewers? You know, stock up on beer. Um stock up on beer, t shirts, taster glasses, hats, <laughs> stickers. <laughs> all the things. Hashtag uh, yeah. all the things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, there's people out there who love craft beer and have kind of grown to love their um, unique styles um, or particular breweries that maybe make a variety of styles, you know, don't forget about them. Keep supporting them. Right. For sure. Brad, what you got? No, not a lot to add to that. Just, I mean, we've already been very humbled by the, the amount of people that have already been just trying to come out, you know, just today, our first day of being open right. for only uh, to-go sales. And, and we've, we had a lot of to-go sales and it, it That's seemed awesome. like people were you know, coming in, wanting, wanting to help, wanting to be a part of, you know, this is, you know, supporting small businesses. Right. I know those were the same people going across the street, grabbing a burger and, and you know, you know right. grabbing takeout from, from all these small businesses. But, uh, there's, there's a lot down here and it, it's, uh, it's, sorry, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, was weak. We, you know, it's, it's going to be, you know, two weeks of this and we're, we're hoping it, you know, right. It, it goes as fast as possible, but we're, we're incredibly appreciative of all the, the support that people are showing and, you know, kind of sharing, sharing the social media that we're putting out about, you know, the, the to-go sales and uh, just, but also, you know, we hope everybody's, you know, staying safe and, right. and keeping their families, you know, uh, hands washed and, and all, all the stuff that you've heard a million times from right every. Well, we appreciate you guys coming on. It's been interesting and awesome to kind of get the because I've known you guys forever, but some of these stories I haven't heard. So that's been kind of cool to see how this the grains and taps empire, you know, started. <laughs> um, Nick, you got anything before we go? No, nah, just thanks, guys. That was fun. Thank you for coming on the show, and 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 thank you for making beer that I like. Thank you guys yeah, for thank you. Us. Hey, y'all, wash your hands. Apparently, it's a big deal. What's rule number one, Nick? Always, always, always. That's, not, that's, that's not rule number one. Rule number one no. is don't die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys, for listening to Beers with Nigel. We'll see you on the next show. Peace. We out. We're done. Right, guys, that was awesome. Thank you. Hey, we only went, we stayed under two hours. Did we? You have been listening to Beers with Nigel, a show about beer and other stuff. Hosted by Nigel Woodbury and that other guy, Nick Parker. Beers with Nigel is a proud member of the Fredcast Network, and it's available on your favorite podcast apps. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Beers with Nigel.